Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our topic for today is the new tax regime that is proposed in the union budget for 2021 that was presented last weekend. So we've held off on any larger discussion about the budget because that's been covered in our weekly discussion podcast called Parley where we get two experts to weigh in on different dimensions to an issue that's been dominating the news cycle. The topic for this week's Parley is whether the budget can stimulate economic growth. So please do listen to that. We'll provide a link with this podcast. And on to today's episode which is a very specific discussion on taxation. It was perhaps the item in the budget that made a lot of people really sit up and take notice and ask what this means for them. The new tax structure proposes that individuals foregoing exemptions and deductions would be taxed at a reduced tax rate. And that's all I'm going to say about that by way of detail because while I like most people understand that some investments bring tax benefits I'm not certain of the different categories and how this would really work for individuals at certain tax brackets. I'm going to leave that to our expert panelist today. That's Rama Karmakar, who is tax partner, People Advisory Services at Ernst & Young India. So we're looking forward to hearing from her and just before we start, our business team at the Hindu has also done an income tax calculator, part of many tools that are now coming up to help people out. but we think ours is pretty good so we're going to provide a link to that as well and here's rama karmakar okay um rama karmakar thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for lending us your time and expertise on a subject that you know we're all acquainted with but sometimes it we find it very confusing so uh, thanks for making time uh, thank you jain for having me over uh, my pleasure right so um just a basic question to start off um given given that the government has given this option to forgo exemptions for a lower tax rate what's your first take on how this will benefit the taxpayer so yeah that's a that's a good question jent and as we all know the finance minister in the budget proposals for financial year 2021 has now introduced a new simplified income tax regime where one can now opt to pay taxes at lower slab rates but we'll have to say goodbye to many deductions and exemptions available in the existing tax regime uh, many of these deductions uh, and the individual taxpayers avail today are also because of investments in tax saving instruments uh, so you know this was one of the incentives for saving money and making investments uh, however in my view it was not the only reason for investment in these schemes people invest in saving instruments as part of their overall financial wellness which means that they want to be financially secured and well prepared to meet their short term and long term goals uh, so uh, such goals could be something like having a good corpus for child's education or buying a house or to have adequate funds for retirement so what i always tell my clients when they are looking at making investments is that they should look at the overall benefit and not just the tax benefits of any investments that they are planning to make also an interesting aspect of investing in many tax saving instrument is uh, you know twofold one is the benefits that you get at the time of making investments and the other one is the benefit which you get at the time of maturity 
So many of these investments which are tax beneficial like equity linked saving schemes also have tax benefits at the time of redemption. So the overall uh, impact of these investments need to be seen and uh, the idea behind investing needs to be completely uh, judged and uh, analyzed before concluding on uh, whether these exemptions or foregoing these exemptions uh, would really impact an individual taxpayer. Okay, so I suppose one of the big questions is that, you know, everybody invests. One of the reasons that people do invest in some of these things, as you mentioned earlier, is the promise of a tax exemption. And one of these, one of the questions that we have is, what is the kind of effect that this will have on long-term savings behavior? Um, will it sort of really change the way in which people approach this? Investments in uh, long-term savings is, you know, as I mentioned, made by people keeping in mind their overall long-term and short-term objectives. Now, under the new tax regime, there are seven slab rates compared to the four slab rates in the old tax regime. So, if, if you were just to look at the, the benefit that a person would get, uh, someone who's earning an income of 15 lakhs and not availing of any exemptions or deductions, would get a reduction of 78,000 rupees in tax liability. Uh, however, if this person was availing exemptions and deductions, then he will have to forego not only the uh, exemptions under the, the ATC exemptions, but he would also have to give up many of the deductions like standard deduction, leave travel allowance, etc. But instruments like investments in um, public provident fund or life insurance policies are uh, instruments which give you a tax benefit at the time of investment and they also give you uh, a tax benefit uh, in terms of the proceeds from these investments. So if you will look to look at the public provident fund, it gives a return of 7.9% which is uh, interest free, uh, sorry, which is tax free. So to get a comparable investment instrument is not easy. The LIC proceeds are also uh, not taxable at the time of maturity. So these benefits uh, at the time of uh, redemption and keeping in mind the overall financial wellness goals a person has for long term and short term uh, would not really reduce the overall impact of these investments or would not really reduce the effectiveness of these investments. Okay, um, we've already heard some concerns being expressed by the insurance industry in particular. So let's address that first. Um, you know, there's also side by side, this, uh, the government is also planning to sell off a part of its stake in, um, in LIC. Um, how, so how real are those uh, fears of the insurance industry that people might not uh, invest in insurance anymore? Uh, so, Jen, that that's a very good question and a valid concern. Uh, so when we talk about insurance, uh, I think the primary purpose or the reason why people take insurance today is not to avail tax benefits. So one has to be very clear that insurance policies are meant to be uh, and uh, or are taken to cover uh, certain contingencies for future and um, support the person's family if a tragedy should occur in their life. So the main reason behind taking a life insurance or a term insurance uh, should not be directly linked to the tax exemption that a person gets from them. Uh, and more so, uh, you know, if you have started an insurance policy, 
it is recommended that you do have certain amount of insurance for yourself and your life. Uh, therefore, I don't see that the foregoing of the ATC deduction for insurance would be a big deterrent uh, in terms of making people making investment in insurance policies. And similarly, similarly for home loans, because that's another area in which um, which is considered a safe haven. Um, do, do you see do you see do you see the same principle applying there, or are the dynamics different? Uh, so home loans um, currently have you know two kind of benefits. Uh, when when a person repays housing loan, they get deduction uh, under both section eighty C, uh, which which is under the one lakh fifty thousand limit with under which people get deduction. Um, and the other benefit is uh, interest on housing loan, which is again, uh, which can be reduced from the total income. So this is definitely an incentive for somebody to go for a housing loan. But the primary purpose for which a person takes a loan is to, um, and the, or the primary motive for which a housing loan is to is taken is to have a house, is to buy a house. And the secondary purpose or benefit that comes attached with it is the tax benefit that one gets. Now, having said that, uh, whether to go for the housing loan deduction or not is something which is a very case-specific and individual decision a person would have to make because, you know, as you would know, uh, the finance minister has made it optional for somebody to go for the new tax regime or continue with the old tax regime. Now, somebody who has a housing loan and somebody who has investments uh, and claims reduction under Section 80C and has an NPS, a National Pe uh, Pension Scheme investment, would definitely have to do the math and calculation to see whether he or she is getting benefited under the new tax regime as per the reduced slab rates or it is more beneficial to continue with the old regime. And even continuing with the old regime is, uh, or, or opting for the new regime is an option an individual can exercise every year. So it is really uh, an analysis on a case-to-case -case basis that a person will have to make before, you know, coming to a conclusion whether or not to go for uh, these kind of investments or not. And keeping in mind the overall financial goals, I think housing loans or in people would still continue investing in the housing sector. Okay. Um. And what's your view on how much of how much of a onus this now puts on the individual to really? Um. Is there going to be some trouble with individuals actually understanding which of these systems works for them, and is that, in your view, going to create some confusion at least in the short term? Uh. So yes, it is not going to be very simple because, um, as I mentioned, you will really have to do an analysis of your tax impact under both the old regime as well as the new regime before you can decide which one to opt for. But essentially, um, as, as I mentioned, people who have uh, are currently claiming these exemptions and deductions and are able to reduce their income. So if we look at some of the data of income tax filers available in the income tax department website, uh, out of the 5.94 crore individual tax filers, about 75% of them have income up to 5 lakhs. And more than 90% people qualify uh, in the bracket of individuals having income less than 10 lakhs. So, so you see a large population of people are people who are under this um, bracket of uh, up to 5 lakhs and 5 to 10 lakhs. 
these individuals would now have to make a choice or make a decision which is basically going to just be a comparison of what they are paying today versus what they would pay if they had just foregone the, all the exemptions and deductions and the deductions would some of the deductions which they will have to give up are things like standard deduction which is available for salaried employees the house rent allowance uh, exemption um, the leave travel concession all these exemptions would have to be uh, given up and the government has also yesterday introduced a tax calculator on their website where individuals can go and uh, find out what is the income tax that they would have to pay under both the regimes so i think we covered this in the earlier part of the conversation but just wanted to check is there a hypothetical situation that we can refer to here to get a better idea supposing say we take uh, two individuals who make 15 lakh per annum or or let's say let's say 10 lakh per annum and each opts for a different structure and uh, is there a way to say who can who will benefit more and i mean if supposing we also work in some did, uh, some deductions that each person would have taken earlier or is taking now uh sure sure jen so um, you know to answer your question um, let us take a person who has a gross salary of 10 lakh as you mentioned yeah. and both are below the age of 60 years and availing deduction under section 80c of 1 lakh 50000 uh so since these individuals are salaried employees um they would also be eligible for deduct standard deduction of 50000 as i mentioned so the person under the old regime would be able to get his income uh, the taxable income reduced to 8 lakhs uh, he would get a deduction of 1 lakh 50000 under section 80c and also the standard deduction of 50000 under the old tax regime his taxable income would be 8 lakhs whereas under the new tax regime because he is going to give up his exemptions and deductions his income would be 10 lakh rupees the income tax payable by this person would be 78000 rupees under the new tax regime and 75400 rupees in the old tax regime so he is going to pay 2600 rupees more by way of income taxes in the new tax regime okay so this is one situation where this person is paying more taxes under the new tax regime but if i just take away the atc deduction okay so assuming this person uh, uh, earning 10 lakh rupees did not have any investments which qualified for atc deduction of 1 and 1/2 lakh rupees now his income would be 9 lakh 50000 in the old tax regime after reducing the standard deduction and 10 lakh rupees under the new tax regime so under the old tax regime he has 9 lakh 50000 as taxable income and new tax regime it is 10 lakh his income tax under the old tax regime is 1 lakh 6600 whereas in the new tax regime it is 78000 so you would see that he is going to pay 28600 rupees more in income tax under the old tax regime if he continued to opt for the old tax regime so for this person the new tax regime is more beneficial so it is clearly a comparison of what investments and deductions a person is eligible for and how uh, uh, he takes he or she takes advantage of this to compute the taxable income 
Right. And and based on and based on what you said, is there a kind of income bracket in which we can say, you know, between this and this income bracket, they will benefit the most from the new tax regime? And there are others who might need to rethink. Uh, so I would not say that uh, in terms of absolute numbers, there is a particular, you know, income bracket, but or or income level, but people between the so, so people who have zero to five lakhs of income, um, uh, the the tax impact would more or less be the same. But people in five to fifteen lakhs of income would have to evaluate, and also because anybody earning above fifteen lakhs would also uh, be benefited by the lower slab rates on income up to fifteen lakhs. It's again a very case specific analysis that each person would have to do. to find out which regime is more beneficial okay and just to end with um you mentioned that the, the government has put up a calculator what are some of the other resources that people can use in order to find out what works best for them uh, some of the tools that individuals can use and which can help them in uh, finding out their uh, taxes is the tax calculator which the income tax uh, government website has Uh, there's also an app called iker c2 which has many calculators and that can also be used to calculate some of the exemptions and deductions that individuals avail of okay fine right okay so um i think i think we'll leave it there um but thank you so much uh, ma'am for um uh, as i said at the beginning giving us your expertise and clarifying some of these points for us it was really nice to talk to you thank you